Good morning, and welcome to Jewish Faith and Jewish Facts. I'm Rabbi Stephen Garten. This morning, I want to chat with you about an important Hebrew phrase, Kol Yisrael Arevim Zeh Bazeh, which usually is translated as all Jews or the people of Israel are responsible for one another. After a brief introduction about this important Hebrew phrase, I want to introduce my guest this morning, Andrea Friedman, the president and CEO of the Ottawa Jewish Federation, who will chat with me and with you about how this uh, ancient Hebrew phrase is manifest in the Jewish world today. The phrase, Kol Yisrael Arevim Zebazet, all of Israel is responsible for one another, first appears in the early Midrash, the homiletical writings about the Torah, and in the Babylonian Talmud. In each instance, it teaches that the whole of the Jewish people are responsible for each other's behavior. A Midrash entitled Sifra, commentating on the verse in Leviticus 26, says, And they shall stumble one upon another. And the commentary says, This teaches that when one Jew errors and commits a sin, all of Israel is responsible for one another. The actions of an individual related and impacted on the entire Jewish people. The Midrash Lekach Tov on Parashat Ekev draws the obvious conclusion that this responsibility requires to learn, teach, observe, and to do all and fulfill all of the commandments. If we are to be responsible for one another, the Midrash says, we need to assure that everyone knows their obligations. By analogy, The ancient tradition envisioned Israel as an organic whole, one body and one soul. It is not surprising, then, that this phrase gets used in a variety of ways. Some invoke its ethic to encourage common political efforts and to promote tzedakah, justice-giving of financial aid, on behalf of Jews in need around the globe. In the mid-19th century, the kidnapping of Eduardo Mortara by the Vatican led to the founding of the Alliance Israel Universal, which defined its mission to care for Jews across the globe in line with its teaching. And this slogan serves as a rallying cry for many synagogues and some Jewish communal federations' um, campaigns and to raise support for the state of Israel. In each case, the underlining message is that no Jew stands alone. It's an important consideration for Jewish morals and ethics that no Jew stands alone. 
And as I indicated earlier, my guest this morning is Andrea Friedman, President and CEO of the Ottawa Jewish Federation, who will chat with us about how Kol Yisrael Arevim Zebazeh is actualized in our Jewish community of Ottawa and in the world. Andrea, good morning, and welcome to Jewish Faith and Jewish Facts. Good morning, Rabbi Garten. Thank you for having me. Um, well, it's a pleasure. As you know, our listeners are tuned in to CHRI, a uh, wonderful Christian station, and so I thought that uh, it would be uh, a powerful introduction to them about our community for you to chat about what is the Jewish Federation of Ottawa and what is its mission. The Jewish Federation of Ottawa's mission is really to take care of the needs of all Jews in Ottawa's Jewish community, to participate in taking care of the needs of Canadian Jewry, and of course to help our brothers and sisters in Israel and around the world. And we fulfill this mission through fundraising, primarily through an annual campaign, through programming to engage uh, Jews of all ages in communal life, and through strategic planning to make sure that our community is doing the right things at the right time. So that sounds like uh, more than a full-time job. Are there many people, both professional and volunteers, involved in this endeavor? It certainly feels like more than a full-time job most days, but but the good news is that I, I love it, as do most of my colleagues. So that's a wonderful place to work. We're so fortunate that we have a tremendous, uh, if small, professional team, but we're supported by hundreds of volunteers who do incredible work and dramatically expand our reach and our ability to help others. Maybe you could give our listeners a sense of the breadth of uh, the institutions that the Ottawa Jewish community supports, uh, the Ottawa Jewish Federation supports in the Jewish community, and chat a bit about each of them. Sure. Um, the funding that we uh, provide to local Jewish organizations really fall into two categories. One is to help the most vulnerable members amongst us, and the second is to build a strong Jewish identity um, to support our community for many, many years to come. So when you make a gift to Federation's annual campaign, one of the things you're doing is supporting the work of Jewish Family Services, for example. And Jewish Family Services provides financial aid to people who can't afford to feed their families. They provide food. Uh, they provide counseling, for example, to women in abusive relationships. They really run the complete gamut of services to help our most vulnerable members. A gift to the annual campaign also supports an organization like Tamir uh, that deals with those uh, individuals with developmental disabilities, uh, be it intellectual, physical, or emotional. Uh, they do all sorts of services for them, but also really make a concerted effort to enrich their lives Judaically, uh, to ensure that there's music and spirituality in their lives, and to make sure that clients of Tamir's are actually connected to the broader Jewish community. So they have an opportunity to attend Sabbath services at many of our area congregations. Um, so, Andrea, um, I know there are many other institutions that you are uh, that the Federation supports, um, and before you uh, describe them to our listeners, I'm wondering if you might chat a bit about why the Jewish community thinks it's so important 
to offer these specific kinds of services, which might be offered in the general community as well. Um, there are certainly family service organizations, and there are certainly uh, programs for um, the developmentally challenged in the general community. Why, uh, from your perspective, why is it important for the Jewish community to offer a Jewish family uh, service or a Tamir program or even to uh, support a uh, Hillel Lodge, a uh, facility for uh, Jewish seniors? It, it's a great question, and I, I, I think I'd have two fundamental answers to it. The first answer is that for many of the clients of all these programs, they require services within a Jewish framework. So, for example, a resident of Hillel Lodge who's observed the laws of kashrut, of keeping kosher their whole lives, needs to, in their old age, when they need support the most, need to be able to continue that tradition. Um, there's certain aspects of, um, of, of Jewish counseling that takes place that's incredibly important. Uh, you're quite right. A, a client of Chimir could provide could receive service from any number of Jewish or of any number of communal organizations, but Tamir does it within a Jewish framework and also infuses their lives with Jewish content. So that's the first uh, and primary reason. Um, the second uh, piece is I would say that, you know, while your introduction spoke about how all of Israel is responsible for one, uh, for, for one and another, there's another important precept in our religion, which is called tikkun olam, or healing the world. And I think that as citizens of Ottawa, we have an opportunity to do our part to contribute to the greater good of society as well. Um, and in this case, it would be by taking some of the burden off of other social service agencies where we provide services to the Jewish clients, but we also provide services to non-Jewish clients. So organizations like Tamir and Hillel Lodge and Jewish Family Services don't have exclusively Jewish clientele. Well, that's probably an important um, piece of information for our listeners. I remember that when I first came to Ottawa nearly two decades ago, um, Jewish Family Service had um, a uh, intense relationship with what was then the new Somalian community of Ottawa that had been um, invited to uh, make um, a journey from Somalia to uh, Canada after the um, involvement of Canadian forces there during one of their civil wars um, almost 25 years ago. And um, the organization that served as the integrator uh, for that uh, Somalian, which was primarily Muslim community, was Jewish Family Service. Um, based on what you uh, have so wonderfully suggested is this notion of not only being responsible for our own community, but being responsible for uh, other communities. Um, I'm wondering if the Jewish Family Service still has a relationship with the Somalian community and town. They do, and a highly successful relationship, actually. Great. Um, so you talked a bit about... Um, serving the Jewish community and reminded us about um, the fact that those agencies that uh, serve um, parts of the Jewish community also uh, are available to members of the non-Jewish community. Um, are there other agencies in town that you think our listeners might be interested in knowing about before we turn to the question of helping uh, communities outside uh, of Ottawa? 
Well, the other, the other major agency that uh, your listeners might be interested in is the Soloway Jewish Community Center, which offers an array of athletic and uh, youth programming um, and adult programming to people of all ages. Um, so the, the, the JCC, as it's commonly known, or the SJCC, um, really is one of our main outlets for engaging the next generation in Jewish life in Ottawa, um, be it through summer camp, after-school programs, uh, or athletic activities. It really runs a complete array of services um, from the very young to the uh, not quite as young. You know, um, as you're speaking... I recognize that um, as uh, the listeners have been tuned in um, over the course of time to this show, I've tried to chat with them about how um, Judaism is both a faith perspective and an overarching communal perspective. And it sounds as if the um, Soloway Jewish Community Center um, represents um, that component of the Jewish world, which is uh, not synagogue-based and not um, faith-based, but um, tries to engage um, that aspect of the community, which sees itself in a more uh, secular way. Would that be a fair uh, uh, description of the work of the Soloway Jewish Community Center? I think it's a very fair description. I do think that they do some uh, religious education as well. But the bottom line is we're, we're truly blessed in Ottawa to have a variety of different ways for people to engage Jewishly. Whether their context to do so is intense Jewish learning or through a Jewish day school, their context to do it is more informally or socially, their context for doing it is really to get involved in Tikkun Olam projects, healing the world. There's an outlet, there's something for everybody in Ottawa's Jewish community, and that's something we at the Federation take enormous pride in, is to make sure that however you want to identify Jewishly, you're able to. Well, that's a powerful message um, for both the Jewish community and perhaps a great learning experience for the non-Jewish community. Um, I'm wondering if we could um, shift our focus and uh, chat a bit about how the Jewish uh, Federation of Ottawa um, represents this concept of Kol Yisrael Arivim Zebazeh overseas. Um, and you could chat for a bit about our relationship with um, the Jews and the citizens of the State of Israel and perhaps in other countries. With pleasure, and I think there's a, a couple of unfortunate recent examples where we've really seen that uh, come into play here in, in Ottawa. Uh, the first was with the situation in the Ukraine. Um, as fighting raged and, and we uh, were inundated, as, as everybody was, with, with horrific media accounts, our partners uh, in the Ukraine were desperate to increase their aid to elderly citizens uh, in small towns in the Ukraine. Our partner in the Jewish Agency for Israel saw... Uh, uh, you know, a, a complete increase in demand for people who wanted to emigrate to Israel. And our responsibility as Jews is to facilitate those efforts. It's as if it was happening in our own backyard. There were Jews in need in the Ukraine, and our community immediately launched an emergency campaign uh, to assist them. You know, maybe um, we can remind our listeners that um, the Ukraine... Um, which, um, after the Second World War, became 
uh, part of the Soviet Union, but prior to that had a large, large uh, Jewish population, a very uh, traditional and uh, committed uh, Jewish population, a very religious population. But during the Second World War, they bore the brunt of both um, Russian and uh, German uh, battles and attempts to uh, genocide the remnants of the Jewish community in um, the uh, Ukraine and other parts of Eastern Europe were um, for the longest time elderly and um, in those countries where there was a large history and a long history of anti-Semitism, um, their needs were secondary to the needs of the uh, population that was not Jewish. And um, Andrea's organization and the organization she represents and the organization of overseas distribution called the Joint Distribution Committee went into these uh, Eastern European communities and made it possible for um, the remaining Jews, who now, of course, are elderly, to have a uh, quality of life that uh, had not been available to them simply as citizens of the country in which they resided. Um, and the Ukraine, of course, continues to be um, an ongoing concern um, for the elderly Jews whose um, livelihood is very dependent on the support of uh, Jews outside the Ukraine and throughout the world. Um, can you give us other examples? Because that's a great one. Thank you. Sure, I'm happy to, but I, I, if, if you permit me, I just sure. want to elaborate on that just a little bit, because a number of years ago, I had the opportunity to deliver a food package uh, in an area just, just north of Kiev. And it was really the basic staples of life. It, it contained some, uh, some, some flour, some sugar, um, some, some, some oil, really staples of life. It, when it was life-saving for this old lady that we delivered it to. But what was even more important to her wasn't just the monthly food box that she received from Jews overseas. It was the companionship when it was delivered because she was living in complete isolation. She was an older woman who lived on the 10th floor of an apartment building with a non-functioning elevator, so she could never get out. So some months, unfortunately, her one visit was the worker from the Joint Distribution Committee who would bring her her monthly food package that literally saved her life. So your visit... Um was truly a reflection of this value because you not only sent uh, a food package through somebody else, but you personally delivered it and offered this person the gift of uh, community to make her feel for that moment, and perhaps others did at other times, that she had not been forgotten. Absolutely. And I remember holding her hand and it was very clear to me that she hadn't had you know, human touch in, in quite some time. And just the warmth of that interaction, I think, helped sustain her, uh, at least for another month. You know, um, there are communities throughout the world um, in which Jews are beleaguered and besieged, um, either the elderly um, who find themselves, as many elderly people do, on the margins of society, and society cannot um, afford 
to provide them with the kind of ongoing support they need, or in those communities where there's anti-Semitism, and the anti-Semitism requires intervention by organizations like Andrea and the uh, visit of individuals like Andrea and others to keep the hopes of beleaguered community um, alive and awake. Thank you for reminding us of that. Have you visited other countries like the Ukraine? I had a similar experience in Minsk, which is in Belarus, mm-hmm. uh, many years ago. And, uh, and it's a real eye-opener. Well, that's great. And um, as some of the listeners know, I've spoken about my own visits to the former Soviet Union and uh, my aborted visit to uh, Georgia um, this past year uh, under the sponsorship of organizations like Andrea's and what's called the Joint Distribution Committee. Before we run out of time, I want to um, ask you to chat about um, the relationship between the Jewish Federation of Ottawa and the State of Israel. Because I think um, for the Jewish community of Ottawa, it's an important relationship, and certainly for our listeners, it's a relationship that I'd like them to have an understanding of. It's an incredibly strong relationship, and and I'll be honest with you, it's one of the highlights of my work uh, with the Jewish Federation of Ottawa. It's it's one of those things that gets me out of bed each and every day uh, and, and gets me to work with a smile on my face. Firstly, our annual campaign supports Israel each and every year, uh, social service projects that helps uh, the vulnerable in Israel. And in particular, Ottawa is part of a consortium of Canadian cities with a special relationship with the north of Israel. So one of the interesting things about a small city uh, in Israel named Matula, which is really along the border with, with Lebanon and with Syria, is there's something called the Canada Center there, which houses an ice skating rink. Uh, for many years, it was the only ice skating rink in all of Israel. But there's a huge attachment that Canadians have to supporting Jewish life along the confrontation line. Um, so we support that year in and year out. Unfortunately, when times are tough in Israel, as they were this summer, and bombs were were exploding every day, Ottawa's Jewish community really responded. Uh, Firstly, we ran an emergency campaign with uh, funds to help those who live in southern Israel, uh, who were literally running to bomb shelters uh, every day, sometimes every hour, sometimes multiple times an hour. And that's a traumatizing effect. And it's a cumulative trauma effect and one that we're determined to help assist with. Um, And perhaps you could clarify for our listeners that the funds that are sent to Israel are not meant to support um, government of Israel initiatives like road building or military expenses, but are meant to support the gaps that exist in any society um, that the government can't uh, totally fund because of other priorities. Absolutely. So one of the areas that we, we invested in this summer was improving bomb shelters. Um, to make them a little bit more livable, a little bit more manageable. Another area we invested in was taking kids um, who really couldn't go to summer camp anymore in the south to experiences with their families in the northern part of Israel so they could get a few days of respite uh, from the constant rocking atta- rocket attacks. The other area we invested uh, very heavily in was really just um, supporting volunteer networks that were helping to deliver food, uh, that were helping to deleger social services to beleaguered residents. 
it 100% goes to help people uh, in the social service uh, domain. Yeah, I think sometimes people, um, both in the Jewish community and the broader community, forget that when we speak about the state of Israel, there's more the, than just the government and government policies in the state of Israel. There are individuals who um, fall between the cracks. There are individuals who uh, need support in a variety of different ways, from social services to uh, recreational services. Um, I know that um, each year, Year, um, a group of Canadians um, go to uh, Matula to uh, teach hockey and play hockey with uh, Israelis at what's called the Canada Centre, which may still be uh, one of the few ice rinks in the country. It, it, it is, and Canadians continue to go there uh, each and every year. It's a fantastic and long-standing relationship, and it's not just in the north of Israel. When I was uh, when I was young and a volunteer in Israel many years ago, I was living in Beersheba, which is in the south of the country. And one of the activities that I organized after school was, was, uh, was floor hockey with the kids on the street. And it was amazing how quickly they identified with the sport. They had a great time. Yes, I, I mean, I have a memory that uh, Jeff Hunt, who is the owner of the uh, Ottawa 67's uh, um, Ontario Hockey League team and is president of uh, the uh, Ottawa Red Blacks, um, went to Israel as part of one of these hockey teams, hockey teaching experiences. Um, so we have um, interesting connections with the people of the state of Israel as they try, in spite of um, living in a very uh, difficult part of the world, which is um, obviously filled with uh, conflict, not only between the state of Israel and its neighbors, but within most of the neighboring countries are um, great um, uh, physical battles um, between warring groups that uh, we uh, here in Ottawa provide some kind of uh, respite for people. In the few minutes that's left to us, Andrea, I'm wondering if you'd like to leave our listeners with um, one or two uh, final thoughts about um, how the Ottawa Jewish Federation um, manifests Kol Yisrael Arevim Zeh Sure, with pleasure. I'll share two small anecdotes. One was this summer during the, the heart of the conflict, our community actually organized three solidarity rallies. And in the middle of the summer, when many Ottawans are on vacation, you're never sure exactly how many people will come. Well, in one evening, we had over 700 people at the Soloway Jewish Community Center. We, we ran out of standing room only uh, at the event. And it was an amazing show of, of solidarity with the people of Israel who are, who are under fire. And our community uh, couldn't necessarily stop the rockets, but we are certainly prepared to, to put a, moral, uh, a warm blanket on our Israeli brothers and sisters. But I have to tell you that it works both ways. So I was quite amazed a few weeks ago when there was the horrific shooting on Parliament Hill, how many of my Israeli friends and colleagues reached out to me uh, to express their dismay at what was happening in our city and to make sure that I and my family and friends were all okay. It really does work both ways. Well... Um, 
as we saw when the Knesset, the Parliament of Israel, honored the uh, guardian of our parliament um, after the events on Parliament Hill, the relationship that we have with the state of Israel goes beyond simply uh, Jews to Jews and is manifest in um, the notion that all people feel a sense of responsibility for each other in times of great uh, tragedy. Um, I want to thank Andrea Friedman, President and CEO of the Ottawa Jewish Federation, for joining me this morning. I want to congratulate her on all the good work that her organization does for the Jewish community, those in need who are not solely of the Jewish community, and for creating an environment in which uh, those of us in Ottawa can understand the power of being responsible for one another. This is Rabbi Stephen Garten for Jewish Faith and Jewish Facts saying uh, shalom and have a good day. Thank you.